I almost feel like we need that, like, you know, funeral music or something in place of our drumbeat music tonight. Mm. It'd be good to have it. Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 3, entitled Thank You. Last week, the episode was uh, titled JSS, which we surmised was Just Survive Somehow. And I think that's what I spent the whole episode cheering for these people to do this week. It was almost like a foreboding it was a big letdown this week. I'm just not happy with this. And I don't know if they can make this okay. Well, there's always other television. <laughs> there is, but this is really bad. We can boycott. This is bad. This, If Glenn died, like, I mean, there was, how many, how many zombies were around him? Hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds at least. If Glenn died like that, how, with no one to see, and they'll never find him, presumably, and, I mean, what a way for him to go. How non-theatrical for one of the originals to go out. Yeah, but, but it's probably, I mean... If there were such a thing as a zombie apocalypse, that's probably the way it would be. Not three, your death, the death mm-hmm. would probably be all a little more non-theatrical. I completely agree, but this is a TV show, and we watch this for entertainment value, I think we should say. Well, I, for, for one, sure. was not entertained by Glenn's guts being ripped out by the zombies. No, it was horrible. And if, like a lot of people think, that was Nicholas falling on top of him. And Glenn's going to worm his way underneath the... Uh, I think they were pulling Glenn, or Nicholas, or Glenn's stuff out. I, if you look real close, because we watched it twice, and I tried to be a little bit more objective. The first time I was just distraught. But the second time, you can't really tell because, of course, there's blood going everywhere. But it doesn't really look like Glenn's shirt, the color of Glenn's shirt. But it's hard to tell because it's very bloody. I think you're whistling in the dark. Well, <coughs> a lot of people do think that that's how it is. But they they foretold so much of Glenn going out. You know, like the clock. I mean, he sits and looks at his at his clock, and that's of course you know symbolism for time running out. And then he got on the on the walkie-talkie, talked to Rick, and. And in the very first episode, when he talked to Rick, he talked to Rick on a walkie-talkie. Remember, Rick mm-hmm. came in to the city of Atlanta on a horse, and and Glenn was the one talking to him when he was trapped. Was it underneath the tank or inside the tank? Or? It was first underneath and then inside the tank. And Glenn, he called him like a dumbass, right? I think so. And then in this one, he called him a dumbass. So it would be like, I mean, everything about this was like tying up loose ends. So... If Glenn died like that, I don't like that at all. I mean, it was just, I, I, it was disturbing. It made us upset, and I just didn't like it. It wasn't nearly theatrical enough. There was not enough storyline to it 
to appease me for losing Glenn. I don't know if there can be enough story, but if he didn't die, and if they somehow bring him back in a few episodes, like Glenn comes up, or they see a fire burning, or some kind of sign that Glenn's out there, is the fan base going to be okay with that? I mean, are you going to be okay to be tricked to that level? Are you going to ever trust anything that happens again? I mean, you think you've seen his guts ripped out, right? Well, I don't trust anything anyway, so... <laughs> Well, that's a good it's point, not I guess. Have anything to do with trust, and I would rather they come up with something stupid and have him back. I think that's what the the majority of people are saying that to get Glenn back, you'll accept a completely ridiculous a analogy, preposterous of what explanation right. of his survival. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want Glenn to be gone. Nobody but wants it, Glenn to be gone. But it kind of makes you mad because if, if that had just happened, that's one thing. But if they're going to set it up like it's happening with the clock and the and the walkie-talkie and all that kind of stuff, then they've kind of, I don't know, it's too far. They <coughs> went too far. <coughs> they, can't, they can't make me happy with this. Have they jumped the zombie? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. They've jumped the... I don't know, but they just, they made me mad. I'm really upset at this. I understand. And there's other reasons, too, that we'll get into in just a minute. Rick and the gang are running. They're trying to keep ahead of the horde, the horde that was drawn away by the horn that we saw last week was the big truck running into the side and of the of Alexandria. Everybody can't keep up, and one guy gets bit and subsequently killed. So he's overheard... Rick telling Michonne and Glenn that everybody wasn't going to make it. Yes. So, and then we get the intro. The whole gang runs up on some zombies. And did these zombies seem angrier than normal to you? More aggressive? Are they just mad because they've been down in that quarry for so long? What's, what's going on with the zombie attitude? No, they didn't seem that way to me at all. They seem that way to you? Yes. Yes, they're very angry, and even when we see the zombie eating Glenn's guts, she seems to almost have a smirk on her face about it. These these zombies were much more animated than your typical just brain-dead zombie. They seem like they were mad. Maybe it's just a different set of extras. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but one of the gang, one of the group gets shot in the leg, and another guy gets bitten. And the guy who got bit was a guy who's been married to a girl named Betsy for three months. We later find out. But he wants to keep going. He wants to make it back to her and tell her that she made a difference in him and all that kind of stuff. So now the goal is, is to get him back. So Michonne's kind of taking that on, too. Daryl's talking to Tasha and Abraham, and he's wanting them to go back at the mile marker five. But... They won't. No, they're they're like, no. More miles to right, go. this is our mission. This is what we're going to do. So he takes off on his own. Where do you think he was going? Um, well, he was either going to go back to Alexandria, I think, or I don't know. I didn't understand. Back to Alexandria, right? I guess. I don't understand why he did To help him? Was that what he was doing? Because he don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on at this point. I don't know. I, I didn't really understand what Daryl was doing. He was doing what Daryl wanted to do. Yeah, but that's not Daryl. Daryl doesn't do that. Daryl always looks out for the good of everybody else. Daryl. Well, he did come back. 
Yeah, and I didn't understand that either, really. I didn't yeah, understand Rick, that whole Daryl leaving. I thought Rick was in trouble, and then he went back to them. Yeah, but didn't you think when he thought Rick was in trouble that then he was going toward Rick when he guns it and takes off? That's what I thought. I don't know. I just, but he was going back to the... Uh, original mission. Yeah. Well, then we have Glenn telling Michonne that he needs to get home, but he's not willing to leave anybody behind. And they come up on a town, and they think they're about 30 minutes ahead of the herd at this point, which would be about two and a half miles. They've came about two and a half miles out of their five miles. They need to stop and bandage the guy with a shot leg because he's bleeding out. And they find Sturgis' hat. Now, Sturgis is the guy that shot, shot the, guy the guy in the leg and then took off running. Yeah. So they find his hat. And then they find Sturgis, and Sturgis is not having a good day. At it this was point. lunch. Yeah. Zombie food. Zombie bait. And what's going on? We see right here Nicholas is having some kind of issue. It's like he's like going inside his head or having like ringing in his ears or something. He's like having a. He's like a, is it panic? Yeah, a mini panic attack or some kind of post traumatic stress okay. episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because he kind of stops and he freezes up and everything. Well, they take refuge in a pet shop, and Glenn comes up with the idea that they should light a building on fire, or a few buildings on fire, to draw the rogue zombies there to give them more time to secure Alexandria. They decide that Glenn and Nicholas are going to go. Glenn lets Nicholas come. and Yeah, Glenn's really bringing Nicholas along. Right. We think... We think he is. That's another thing that bothers me about this episode. That's number two. There's three, and three's bad. Two is okay, but three is bad. Well, you know, it means in baseball. I know. Now, this is where Glenn radios Rick. He pulls out his stopwatch. He's looking at his stopwatch, and then he kind of goes over there, and he radios Rick, and he calls him a dumbass. Rick tells him what's going on and everything. He, like, hunkers down in an aisle alone and radios them. So it's like this dramatic scene. And then we have a commercial. Now, tell me too about these guys and girls from Alexandria who haven't had to deal with all this kind of stuff and they are so selfless. They are so, just leave me behind. I have a sprained ankle. Leave me behind. I have a hangnail. I know. Go ahead. I know, I haven't done my eyebrows in three weeks. I'm not worth saving. What is that? Who would be that selfless? Who would be that selfless? These people that are terrified. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're going to ask the group to go on without you because you have a sprained ankle? I know, it doesn't ring. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, all this selflessness that was really, really weird. But anyway, he said no. They're not going to do that. There's something going on between Michonne and Keith, and not Keith, Heath here too. Sorry, I got it mixed up with Survivor there for a minute. Mm. Mm. Um, Michonne is having to counsel Heath about the real world and how things are, and Heath is like bitter toward them. I mean, they're out there protecting the Alexandrians, but Heath is bitter. He's distrustful. Yeah, but he's mean. He's mean to him. It's like he doesn't trust him. It's, I don't know. But Michonne's counseling him and telling him, look, you haven't been out there. You haven't had so much blood on your face that you don't know if it's yours or your friends or a zombies or or what. And she said, they're standing there by the algae-filled, dried-up fish bowls in this pet shop and having this conversation. 
Gwen and Nicholas come upon a guy that had been on one of Nicholas's teams when he was going out. And Nicholas decides that he wants to be the one to end it. And Glenn agrees with it as they're on their way to light the feeding seed or something on fire. Yeah, I thought Nicholas wanting to do that was a really positive sign. Like taking ownership and trying to clean up his mess, so to speak. Yeah. But he felt bad about it. And Glenn says, you're not that person anymore. Yeah, Glenn says that a couple times. Yeah. But they start hearing gunfire then, and they think it's coming from home, which is Alexandria, so they take off running because they realize... Which is correct. Yeah, which they decide they need to continue on with their mission as quickly as possible. Michonne, Heath, and the gang hear the gunfire too, which is leading the zombies away, and then Rick comes up on the RV that was parked to block the zombies, and he gets in and drives off. The bit guy... The guy who has the the bite on his back is writing a note to his wife, Betsy. And Michonne, they're not talking. They're holed out in this uh, pet shop. And Rick told them not to stop. He said, don't stop. Don't hoard up anywhere. It's important that you get home. But, but this is what they're doing. And now there's zombies outside. So they're kind of stuck. And considering the hoard's just right behind them, it's a bad time to be stuck. Michonne writes on her arm, because they can't even talk in there, that he's going to make it home. And then there's banging on a door. Some kind of back door, inside yeah, these door. zombies suddenly woke up, just realized that these people were in there, and now they're banging. And now, the banging from within the building is drawing the zombies that are outside. Right. Who have their own set of noises out there to, you know, lead them around. Right, and distract to, them. To, and hey, you know, we got super, we got zombie super hearing. Let's go over here. Right. Yeah, that was a little, you know, because they had already been in the store, what, by, by this time? I mean, how much real time? An hour, maybe? And nothing. Well, we're, we're going to guess 30 minutes. Is let's how long let's guess been in 15 there. minutes. Because they said, remember, they're about 30 minutes ahead of the horde. But the they were sitting coming. there silently. Right. And then they heard the banging. Right. So that's, I don't know. If zombies Do you think are, the zombies are, like, attracted to other zombies? Like, other zombies are out there, and so that makes them want to get out there with the other zombies? Could it be something like that? Like, they heard their... Well, that's one idea. I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not big on zombie physics, but I'm sure that I could take a yeah, class. Yeah, there's got to be something, though, because community suddenly... Community college, and they would maybe. probably teach me. I, I think there actually really was a class being taught on zombie survival at local community college. I'm not even joking. Zombie survival. I, I believe. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. Wow. I know. But what a fun class. Yeah, what a useless class. At this point, useless. But, yeah, these zombies just wake up and uh, and come out. So they have to fight them, and as, as they fight them, then the zombies outside hear, and because they hear, they start trying to get in. And it's just causing... Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's really a bad zombie situation. chain reaction, and they're in a sandwich. So then we have a commercial. When we come back, Michonne and Heath and the gang are making a run for it. Now they're making a run for it. Before there was like eight or ten in each direction, and now it's getting really bad. Getting covered up. But they have to. They're making a run for it. Now they've got two people with hurt ankles. Glenn and Nicholas are gone, so they can't help out. you got the gunshot wound and the girl. The twisted with ankle. The, right, with the twisted ankle. And it's just Michonne and Heath. 
right at this point and them yep and so they leave and the girl with the twisted ankle falls and um again she tells them go on without me but she's she's like just go go without me go and why don't they kill her that's what i was wondering too and, and later also but they're standing pretty close they don't have to let them set and endure the agony of being eaten alive while they're conscious and coherent and watching their entrails being ripped out of their body and munched on by these undead assholes. They could, I mean, they could, they could easily. It, because they're quick to kill somebody after, you know, they've, they've been bitten. As they and, should be. And they're laying there dying. They'll, you know, Michelle will come up and put a sword in your head or... You know, Rick will put a, a knife in the base of your skull, but, you know, just, well, she's just being eaten, so we're just going to go ahead. Yeah, I didn't understand that <clears throat> at all. I, I didn't understand that and I didn't buy it because that's not the only time that happened. That happens again. I know, I know, which is, and it happens again in a really more obvious situation. Yeah, yeah, a, a much easier, much easier yeah, to handle the easier situation. To handle. But you wouldn't leave her there to endure that. They don't do that. And I don't know why all of a sudden we're doing that. Then Glenn and Nicholas get to the feed store, and what's happened? It somebody has already had the recreational fire. They've already done. They've it. already They've already toasted marshmallows in. on the feed they store. They came through so last week with their herd, and they got them in a trap. And they said, "How are we going to get out? Wait, we're going to go burn the feed store." And then they did it before Glenn and Nicholas could do it. So it's over. But they never saw the smoke. Who never saw smoke? The people in Alexandria, don't you think? I mean, that had to have been, really, that had to have been burned a long time ago. How do you know they they didn't see the smoke? Well, because, I mean, they would talk about seeing smoke out in town. The zombies probably aren't lighting stuff up, right? Yeah, well, if they talked about seeing smoke, maybe it was one of the times they were talking about seeing smoke. I said they didn't talk about seeing smoke, and you would think if they were in Alexandria, just a couple miles away, and all this smoke, I think it's happened for a while. But it couldn't have been that long, because Nicholas and the gang had just been out there. He had on one of his runs, remember? I mean, not that long ago. Uh, Yeah, he knew where the feed store was. That's right. you would think they would be aware they would be aware that there burned. was at least something i don't know that was weird too yeah maybe so then we go back to michonne and Heath and the guy with the shot leg it's all that's left and they have to scale a fence to get away and michonne gets over no the big guy was still with them too i knew there was somebody else when we were talking earlier that's right yeah Michonne gets over. I mean, uh, Heath gets over. The guy with the shot leg. They help him over, and Michonne gets caught, and the bit guy gets caught. And it's curtains for Mr. Bit Guy. Is that what we're gonna call him with a bit guy? I don't know what. I don't know if I know his name. Betsy's husband. Bit guy. And Michonne handed him back his note. He had written that note to Betsy. I know. And and Michonne said, "Here, you don't need it." Because you're going home today. She had written it on yeah. on her arm because she wanted to get him home in the silence. Which she rubbed off. off later. Well, that was, you know, she wouldn't even take the note. Wouldn't you take the note? I mean, the guy's bit. He could turn. Anything could happen. Take the note. Yeah. What kind of peace of mind would that give the bit guy? I kind of thought she was going to reach through the fence and get it. I mm. did, too. Yeah. I did too, but they just showed it. They just showed it that it was there, and then I guess a zombie foot stepped on it, and that was the end of it. 
But this guy, his face is mashed up against the chain link, screaming in agony. They're on the other side. Feet away, just a few feet away. Michonne has a three-foot sword in her back. She could stick him in the head, or they got pistols. They could shoot him in the head, because he's right there. His head's pressed up against the fence with the... The right there. Lots of space between it. And they stand there and they watch it. And they're it. watching, yeah. Watch it in horror. Yep. First of all, Michonne's not going to watch it in horror. I don't buy that. Do you? Uh, no. I don't either. I mean, she might not like it, but this guy's going out anyway. It's well, a little bit she early. she could think was, oh, damn, I gave my note back, so. Well, then they showed the note, so that was true. Then we go back to Glenn and Nicholas, and they are in trouble. Yep. They are... At the dumpster, and everything looks totally hopeless, and it is completely tense. Turns out that's right. Well, yeah, they end up climbing up on top of the dumpster, and there's like all these zombies reaching for them, and literally they're like dancing around, trying, I mean, they're surrounded, there's hundreds of them, and Nicholas starts having one of his panic attacks, or post-traumatic stress. Well, he has his uh, final panic attack, and then he puts the pistol to his head. After Glenn tries to, Glenn kind of brings him back. Now, I did notice something interesting. The blood spatter, when you look at the way they were lined up talking to each other, the blood spatter came from the other direction. If yeah. you notice Glenn's face, it came like, like the guy was facing Glenn, and he put the gun to the right side, his right side of his head, right. which was facing the left side of Glenn's head, but the blood spatter hit the right side of Glenn's head. You'd have to just go back and look at it to see what I'm talking about. He shot himself in the right temple. And the blood should have come out. Should have you know, blown his brains out the left side of his temple. And no blood spatter would have gotten on Glenn's right side. Unless maybe. Well, Glenn was facing him, so it would get on Glenn's yeah, right but it, side. Yeah, but it so came it from anywhere. this way. Right. It came, it came from the opposite direction. In place of just like straightforward yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But all that happened so quickly. I mean, it was like the guy shoots himself. Nicholas shoots himself in the head. As Glenn's screaming, the blood goes all over Glenn's face, and then Nicholas spins around. And takes Glenn with him. And they fall. As he falls. Okay. Pick it apart again. But wouldn't they have fallen on top of these zombies? Weren't these zombies like... Thick. Thick. I mean, they were... It, it was like a Rolling Stones concert, right? With people just like jammed up against That's each other. That's what I was thinking, yeah. And they didn't. They fell to the ground, you see. Glenn hit the ground, his body. They show it like in slow motion. Just boom and jerk as it hits the ground. And then we see what appears to be Glenn getting... Glenn's guts. Yeah. Getting eaten. And the zombie is like, she's smirking. She's like, it's like she's eating a jelly-filled donut or something. Like like somebody's eating it. There's a mmm, mmm, mmm. She's just like, I mean, she's showing so much emotion. You'll have to watch it again. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Seriously, because she had like a lot of emotion. And I'm... Well, I was in tears, and, you know, I... I You're joking about it, but I really was upset, and I really was almost in tears. It was not funny to me. I didn't (laughs) like that at all. I don't like that at all. I want Glenn to go back. Well, they'll show him on that show, so he's okay. He's going to be on The Talking Dead eventually. 
and he's going to be alive, and everything's going to be okay. And that's not Glenn. That's the actor. I want Glenn. See, they're oh, two different people. You think, you think they're two different people? Absolutely, they're oh, two different people. okay. Then we go to commercial. When we come back, Michonne, Heath, and the guy who's shot in the leg are going through the woods, and the guy who's shot's really wearing down. But I guess that, you know, your adrenaline would hold up for so long in a situation like that, and after you've lost a lot of blood and all that. Yeah, and then you'd probably crash pretty hard. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're helping him along, and they come upon the stream, a little, what is it? Creek. Creek. And Michonne turns around and notices that there's no smoke. So you know she's worried about Glenn. Yeah, and they've encountered some difficulty now she's aware. Then we see Rick, and he's radioing Glenn with no answer. And then he radios, he calls for Daryl. And Daryl answers him, but he doesn't tell him he's doing anything different. He doesn't tell him he's not where he's supposed to be. And he talks to Tasha and Abraham, and they don't tell on Daryl. Did you notice that? They don't yeah. tell Rick that Daryl's not with them. And then we still hear gunfire, and Rick can hear it. And then he, then he hears nothing on the radio. And I don't think I pointed out, but Rick has stopped this RV in the middle of the road to talk on that radio. Why wouldn't he just continue on his journey talking on that radio? Well, it's illegal in the state of Georgia to talk on a cell phone without uh, a hands-free device, and he is a policeman. So, you know... Are not, they in Georgia still? He's not... Violent. That's where it's filmed, is what it says. Well, the I don't think they're supposed to be in Georgia, oh, though. Oh, well, okay, maybe but they're not know. in Georgia. I don't know. So I guess we should check the laws in other states, huh? Well, maybe... But Rick, you know, being a strict, you know, observer of, you know, just general safety precautions. Would you stop the RV, this old, what was that guy's name, the older guy? I remember. Let's call him Bert. No, his I'm, name wasn't Bert. Well, he looked like a Bert. He did look a little bit like a Bert, but that wasn't his name. I don't remember. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But he had the RV. It looks like the same RV. It's an old RV. It's not his RV. No. But it's that old is the point. And yeah. this is what he's driving, and he decides to stop it in the middle of the road. Well, it was in pretty good shape. I mean, it started every time. Until the guy came in and shot up the dashboard. But this guy, he comes in, and he just... He's a lousy shot, isn't he? Well, and, but you have to admit, Rick's got pretty good... Reflexes. Rick's like Rick Spider-Man up there. Dive just, for yep. it. And then there's another guy suddenly in there. Who we find out has also obtained a gun. Rick, right. And these are the guys that Morgan, I think, right, let yeah. take the gun. Yeah. They have just yeah. left Alexandria right. with these guns. Yeah, Morgan is a... Um, He's softened. We, we're we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out because this is really bad. This is this is the third thing about this that's aggravating me is they're showing us that if you do something good for somebody, it's going to come back to bite you. I mean, we saw it when with uh, Carter, remember? who Rick didn't kill, and then he got bit by the zombie, and Rick had to kill him in the brainstem, and he brought some of the zombies off of the trail, remember? Yep. And then we've seen it with uh, Nicholas, 
Nicholas just got Glenn killed, maybe, right? You're leading him down that thing, acting like he knew where he was going. Well, that, and shooting himself in the head. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was, you know, Nicholas was acting like he could handle this, and he couldn't. And Glenn believed him and started putting his faith in him and let him lead and trusted him. And then he got Glenn, you know, killed, assuming Glenn. Maybe dead. the decisions are going to start getting a little harsher, and they want us to maybe rationalize it. And then way. we got Morgan, who's turning people loose with guns. He watched the guy pick up a gun and run out, and the guy ran straight to Rick and tried to kill him. This is what are they trying to show us on uh, here? Just what you said, I think. Well, I mean, I don't like that. Next episode should be called No Good Deed Goes Unpunished. Yeah, it's not, though. Kill everybody. But Rick takes his gun and he kills him. And then he looks in the guy's coat and he finds the baby food. Yeah, so I thought that meant, like, maybe that was a signal to Rick that uh, this guy had actually been in the pantry and gotten some of his daughter's Been baby in the food. pantry or been in Rick's own home if it wasn't in the, you know, the food pantry of Alexandria. I mean, because he might recognize that actual jar of baby food as sitting on his shelf and he's got Carl back there and Judith and <sighs> stress. And this is this is another thing that makes me mad. They have, they've killed Glenn. So who's safe? Nobody. Nobody's safe. It looks like they might be killing Rick. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so now, since they've killed Glenn, Glenn, you don't trust that anybody's safe. But you're not supposed to. No, but it's it's traumatizing and terrifying because... You see this guy come after Glenn, I mean, I mean, after Rick, and you're like, you know, I mean, you don't trust them now to keep Rick alive. I was literally sitting there thinking, are they just going to end the majority, like everybody, of the original crew that went out? I'll bet that if they if they did let you know him get taken out, it would save them the series a lot of money. That's why you're not a writer. Well, we'll because see, won't we? Would, no, because people would quit watching. You think? Are yeah, you going to quit would. watching? Um, if they killed Daryl and Rick, Glenn and Michonne, I would quit watching. Hmm. <clears throat> yes, I would. But Rick sees more of the wolves outside the RV then. Yes, he just he unloads. Does. Yes, he does. He sees them in the mirror, and they don't see him seeing them in the mirror. And he picks up that little SKS, and which is fully automatic. And rakes the side of the uh, RV and right through the RV kills he don't everybody play. outside. He don't even he don't even play with it. He just goes through the Daryl and we find out that he's headed back to finish the mission. But that is what Rick was telling him. Yeah. Finish the mission. So then we go back to Rick and he has trouble starting the RV because they've the shooter has shot up the Yeah, the guy who came in shooting at him uh, shot up the some of the ignition wires or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, you could see it. I don't yeah. know if you noticed or not, but you could see it like... When he was shooting. Fire, yeah. you know, come sparks. Sparks, yeah. We don't know what he hit. But Rick's trying to start it up, and he's really, really stressed, and then we see the horde, and they're coming through the forest, and they're, I mean, they're, the forest is right there. It's six feet away from yeah, him. They're and they're on top of the RV in moments. Yeah, they're right there. And as far as we know, Rick hadn't got... The RV started, and 
That's it. That is the end of it. Mm-hmm. It immediately almost goes into on the next episode, and it shows Morgan kind of bemoaning or telling poems or doing something. I don't know what he's doing. Playing with a stick. But look what I wrote. Oh. It's Morgan, yeah. but who cares? I didn't care. I didn't care about Morgan. I don't care about anything as far as that kind of thing goes. Well, Morgan was also in the original episode. Morgan was in the original episode, but not the original episode in every other episode for six seasons. Yeah, there's no attachment to Morgan. Not to that extent. I mean, we all cheered for Morgan. We we're all glad to find Morgan, and we're glad Morgan's back, but we're not if Morgan's Morgan going to get him killed. crazy town. I just made a note that, uh, and I've kind of touched on it already, but they're just really playing with our emotions big time with this episode. <laughs> they really are. Well, I mean, you know, but we remember it's, you know. They know that by killing off Glenn that we'll fear for Daryl, we'll fear for Rick, we'll fear, fear for Michonne. And that was, it, it just made it hard to watch, I thought. No? Yeah, because you don't know what big emotional... Uh, situations coming next no you don't and see when i saw daryl take off on the motorcycle i thought daryl was going toward rick right like you said and if daryl was going toward rick and rick thought daryl was with tasha and abraham and he sees somebody in that rear view like he did remember with the wolves outside I thought he was going to unleash on Daryl. That's what I thought was. Yeah, going to you even said that while we were watching, and I remember, and that would have been, that would have been tragic. That would have been tragic, but it would have been a death worthy of the character. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, we would have still said, "Why was Daryl doing that?" But it would have had more significance, I think, than Glenn falling off a dumpster and getting yeah, eaten. yeah. And leaving Maggie back there. I mean, I just don't like it. But I took these notes as, you know, as we were watching it. But I, I write, you know, we're raw and vulnerable. And I'm very upset. This was too much. I may need therapy. I mean, really, I just, I just didn't like it. Walking Dead grief counseling? Well, you, you may be on to a new idea. Um... And if, as suspected, they really didn't kill Glenn, that's great. I mean, it's like, you know, you it's like this hurt dog scenario. You know, you're kind of like, you're so glad that you're kind of whimpering over it, but then you want to bite them still for doing that to you. You know, it's just like, I'm just, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to win with that. But we have seen, like I said just a minute ago, we have seen all of this just in this season. Carter, Nicholas threw Glenn to the ground, Morgan letting the wolves get away with a gun, and he saw them and everything. We're seeing all this kind of stuff. It feels like the show is showing time and again that if you give somebody the the benefit of the doubt, it's going to come back to bite you. I guess that's a pun, huh? Come back to bite you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you... um, Yeah, if 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 you don't just take action immediately harsh action then you're going to get screwed for it later well and all of this all that's happened they've shown three big major kind of they're not betrayals but they're decisions that were made 
out of kindness that have ended up backfiring yeah, end up on the well. group, right? And there's only been three episodes this season. So they're showing big, 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 horrible things, particularly if Glenn died, horrible things for trusting people and trying to help these people. And that's just awful. But <sighs> any last thoughts on tonight's episode? Thank you. Why was it called Thank You? Because that's what he said standing on the dumpster to Glenn before he blew his brains out. Why did he say that? Just for bringing him back yeah. and preventing him from getting bit or something? He'd rather go out that way? No, for uh, redeeming him, letting him redeem himself. Oh, you think that's what it was oh, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it was about. It was about, about making him feel like a, a worthwhile, uh, accepted human being again. Yeah. And helping him uh, defeat his demons. Because he knew what a shit he was. So you don't feel as much animosity toward Nicholas for doing this to Glenn, right? No. That's interesting. I'm really upset at him for taking Glenn out with him. He did his he did his best. He went as far as he could. Well, that's awfully gracious of you. Well, you know, I'm a pretty gracious person. Are you? Yeah. Is that how it goes? I think that uh, if you remember... Oh, what episode was it where Rick kept not taking action? Like he could have killed the governor sitting there at the table when they were negotiating. He could have killed him. He could have shot him through the fence when he was standing there before he chopped off Herschel's head. Right. But now, if you'll watch Rick, none of the stuff that Rick is doing matches this uh, theory that you've got. If you make a decision, then you show kindness to somebody that comes back to bite you because... Rick's not showing kindness to anybody. No, he did. In any situation. No, you're Rick, wrong. He Rick. did to Carter. Remember, he had the gun on Carter after Carter had had the gun. Remember? Oh. And then Carter screamed and pulled the well, you're right. the zombies off. I mean, it's just it's coming back on everybody. That's what I'm saying. It's just coming back on everybody. You're right. Rick seems so. Um, intolerant and maybe just to counteract the only one who doesn't the only one who doesn't to me is Carol Carol shows no mercy no she's not showing any kindness to anyone not no. to a little kid no no Carol she's Carol on everybody yeah but everybody else and you you want them to do that I mean you want to see some humanity left in these people right don't you want to see them, particularly raising kids, you don't want to see them to raise kids that hard. I understand it's a hard time. I, I don't really watch the show to see them show any humanity. I'm, I'm kind of like to watch them, watch, kill, watch them killing zombies, really. Okay. And surviving. Well, I, I want to see them surviving, but I want to see them survive with something that, that resembles um, kindness and humanity and something to live for. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN, and Mike and I are sharing one Twitter right now, so he can be reached at the same. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. So next week, here's not here. That's the title. Hmm. Here's not here. Hmm. And then we see Morgan laying around and doing a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. So until next week. See ya. Bye bye.